everybody, this is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother Eric and boyfriend Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? And we are here. We're going to be talking about Bobby Mackey's Music World. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard about this place. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I actually only heard about it from you guys. Like, oh, I, really? Was, yeah, I was I've, never aware of... I feel like this is another one of those that are that is well-known and infamous among the paranormal community yeah yeah it it fairly is but uh i mean i think a lot of the details are lost like on on people sometimes yeah i I just want to say if it is it's probably because of your boy uh seconds we're not even five minutes in (laughs) i know i'm giving him credit he really did bring a lot of you know exposure to it okay well i'm gonna reserve my opinions for the end i'm sure you guys will Anyways. Well, no, not about Zach. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm just talking about, about this, the, whole the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I so. can deal with that. Okay, well, <laughs> anywho's, uh, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and there, oh gosh, I should have looked at that thing I sent you where it showed you like the other places we were popping up on. Uh, it's always a mystery. Find us where you can. Or, well, I finally did uh, look it up and I was like, oh, there we are. But anywho's, um, send in your stories to be read to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. And uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Both of them are let's chat paranormal. And where can these people find you guys uh, where they can bring me cookies and other uh, stuff? <laughs> on September 18th, we will be at Victoria's Black Swan Inn here in San Antonio from 6 to 11 p.m. for the 2021 San Antonio Paranormal Fest. There's going to be a whole lineup of speakers, a lot of vendors, and just it seems like it's going to be a really great time. And I'm probably going to abandon the table for a while because (laughs) there's going to be palm readers there and whatnot. So I've never had my palm read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for future reference, I mean, we're we're planning to go on YouTube. And uh, that's one of the things that I had proposed to my sister was, you know, a little two part series on card reading. Right. First, first learning about how to card read and then actually having one of us have our cards read i think that would be pretty interesting that would be super cool so yeah if this place is filled with that yeah yeah uh, i'll be like hey tradesies i don't know what i'm gonna trade (laughs) one child (laughs) (laughs) look i'm i'm just looking forward to the goth lady bake-off that's what i'm looking Um, forward to there is not gonna be a goth lady (laughs) bake-off anyways is that why i wasn't invited Boy, you were invited. <laughs> You're the one deciding. You're not going. Anyways, yes. um, introduce me to your Easy Bake Oven, Goth Ladies. What? Oh, Jesse has yes. a shirt that says Easy Bake Coven on right now. So, <laughs> okay. So, any in honor of, of course that. In in honor of what, Jesus? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Anyways, do we have any spooky updates? Actually, I do. Oh, hell yeah. Tell me. So this morning, I was finishing up my notes, right? Uh And I'm uh, in the the little den area, right, where our staircase is. Uh, It's a little, just kind of like little living area. We call it the little den area. So I'm I'm doing my my notes, right? I'm finishing up, kind of revising it, fine-tuning them and stuff. Uh, and I'm hearing strange stuff and none of the boys are awake because this is like 4.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. This is just a normal for me. It's a norm. I wake up at 4.30. Doesn't matter. It's just my internal clock, right? And I'm hearing stuff like if somebody is awake, right? So I'm getting through my notes and normally like routine, like I said, I go and make make myself a cup of coffee like around 5, 5.30 and I go outside and have a couple of cigarettes, 
right? So while I'm outside, again, I'm hearing like if somebody or something is around me. Not like ominous noises, more like like physical person like sitting down or moving and stuff. And it's weird, right? I, I'm not even gonna lie. It, it was kind of uh not disturbing. It was it was kind of like, huh, I've never had this happen to me before, type feeling, right? So after everything was said and done, right, I, I drank my coffee, smoked my couple of cigarettes, and I go back inside, and I kid you not, I cannot explain this. Granted, it is an electronic, and who knows what could happen with it, but I mean, it's a fairly new laptop, right? This mm-hmm. is like an Alienware gaming laptop, like, it's it's a really good, reliable laptop. I would not expect this to uh, malfunction like this if there was a malfunction, right? So I come back in, and I... And mind you, this is maybe like 15, 20 minutes later. I come back in and I look at my notes and I'm not going to say there's words typed out, but there was three letters typed out and they they just seemed random, right? Mm -hmm. It was, I, I, God, I can't believe I did not remember what they were, but I think one of them was like R, I, and V or G or something. I can't remember, Hmm. but I was like, huh. That's weird. So so uh, another thing to know about my house is like it's fully automated right i have cameras everywhere and they will like trigger a motion sensor and it'll shoot to my phone saying like hey you know we picked up motion here or whatever Mm -hmm. so i looked at my phone to see if it was one of the boys and there was nothing right so i look at the camera where the boys are in bed and they're still asleep again it's about like 5 5 20 whatever so no one is normally up at this time. Everybody wakes up kind of like around seven or eight. Eva will wake up like at noon or whatever. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know what was going on in the house while I was doing my notes yeah, in the morning. That's super weird. So I, I'm not saying like yeah. it, it was paranormal, but, but it was just a very weird. It, thing. Yeah, it was a weird uh, s- situation, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that was my spooky thing. That's definitely weird. Jesse, do you have one? That's funny that you're saying that because that literally happened. Wait, 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 wait. Before you start, is it about footsteps you're hearing inside the house? Uh, no. Oh, okay. That was my spooky. <laughs> All right, you go. So I'm watching a music video, you know, just relaxing in the living room. And uh, I kid you not, I heard like the loudest clunk. Like it was at the front door. Like somebody had dropped like some kind of like either metal object or some kind of machinery right right and i was like what the f-? so i had she has that uv light for her plants going right right and i had the light from the living room so of course i shut everything off i get my gun i get my flashlight and i'm like all right it's roll time so because <laughs> i'm thinking maybe it's the cars because i have both oh, of them yeah, parked yeah. in the front because i'm gonna start taking off stuff for the pickup whatever yeah yeah and uh i head out nothing and uh, the cats sleep in Sal's playground area, mm-hmm. but they had ended up on the roof of the carport. Like something scared them onto the carport. Okay, okay. And they were all looking literally down, like at one area. Yeah, and it was like oh shit, right by where the 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 door is at. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, well, they didn't take anything. I was like. So I'm going around checking all the cars and nothing, and then I'm looking over next door. And I'm like, no, everybody's pretty much, you know, asleep. I think it was like maybe like four, three in the morning. No, it was like three, three thirty in the morning. I want to say, and I was like, man, what is that? So I 
go further down the street and i'm like you know what any chance if it was somebody they're at the ditch somewhere oh yeah and yeah. i have a very bright flashlight and nothing so i came back in i was like all right well whatever and it was just weird because it was like it was literally right by the door uh, of course later on today i was like maybe they took my catalytic converter oh shit yeah so <laughs> it's I went, the south side yeah, shit, so yeah. i went under the the automobiles and i was like no nope, everything's still there i was like i wonder what the hell it was though Huh. Did and it's, we have two cameras. Did you check both of them? Yeah, nothing got triggered. It was just a loud noise, and the cats were all on the carport, Man. like all four of them. That's weird. It's, like, it's one of those cats laying like a huge deuce in your fucking know, mulch. They're, yeah, they're all like, I heard you were trying to get rid of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I am trying to. I, I found this perfect uh, ward thingy for the yard. It's made out of fox and coyote urine. Oh shit! Wait, is that what you wanted me to buy today? <laughs> Well, no, I, I didn't want you to buy it. I'm going to buy it eventually. Oh, right. Well, was that the end of your spooky update? Yeah, that's pretty okay. much it. I have a spooky update. Awesome. And it happened literally like a couple, like maybe an hour or two ago. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So so we were out all day doing like fun shit and whatnot. And Sal was with Jesse's mom. Right. And so Jesse like dropped me off here. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make dinner. Mm-hmm. And then um, it'll be ready by the time they get home. And so I'm cooking, whatever, and I hear, like, running footsteps. Oh, shit. But here's the thing. I hear them all the time. Okay. But I okay. am never alone. So I always assume it's Sal or it's Jesse. Yeah. But yeah. I was alone, like, for the first time in a while. So and not explainable. No. I was just <laughs> like, okay. and But, like, I was so busy. I was just like, I have no time to like go investigate that i'm trying to fucking cook and do the dishes and all that bullshit so like i i hear it a lot all the time and i'm just literally like i have no idea where that's coming from and like it it doesn't scare me because i'm just like like i oh i'm always hearing like loud thuds like in the walls and whatnot like not just the attic but the in the walls but i'm just like whatever like clearly there's something in there but yeah like the footsteps, like they're, they sound like loud thuds, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fattest raccoon in the world. <laughs> oh my! I, if it was the fattest raccoon, that would make me so happy. I would try to adopt him. What? I love raccoons. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> Anyways, um, that oh, that was my creepy update. Nice, nice. Not nice. <laughs> all right so i feel like it was like ghostbusters yeah wow oh. that's fantastic <laughs> it was just the hispanic ghost trying on his new shoes okay yeah, he's telling my mom got these from payless let me take a quick spin he's like, Go. Did, did they make you run faster oh yeah they did clearly <laughs> oh man uh, all right yeah good 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 not good <laughs> but anyways all right uh i believe we are ready now for the bobby mackey's music world yes right? yes or otherwise known as the portal to hell dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. all right okay so the way this is going to be structured is uh me and eric are going to talk about the history of the uh establishment and then jesse's gonna drop in and tell us about the experiences that people have had here at this establishment because there's a lot and i had a oh yeah yeah yeah. i had a moment 
to watch some YouTube earlier. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jack Osborne even like has a experience there. Well, I mean, he has his own like little paranormal show. I didn't even know that yeah. until like when I watched, and I was like. Holy hell. Because oh, I was all like, well, that guy looks like Jack Osborne. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's Jack Osborne. <laughs> but anyways, oh, sorry. Where's, where's his sister? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's got more important stuff to do. Isn't she like super like fashion? I have no oh, idea. Probably. Yeah, that uh, whole family is like. locked in my basement. What? <laughs> <laughs> she actually really did awesome on like. Uh, you haven't, you haven't seen her lately. Just no. Yeah, she's not as crude as she was in her team. Of, <laughs> she was. Yeah. She's not as all rough of, as she all was. All of them have become very successful people. Yeah. So yeah no. No. No help from their parents or the the name <laughs> of their parents. Well, like if you're like I would consider like she. When she was in the teenage years, uh, or I guess early twenties, it was more like that. Uh, what is SOC punk phase oh, with yeah. really crude saying, yeah. British accent? Now she's like seems very eloquent and oh man, what what uh, what is it called when they they speak like the really uh, brass type of yeah English? Uh, oh my god, I cannot remember it, and I'll remember know. it like in the middle of the episode, and I'll yell it out. Sorry, I don't Google know. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anywho's all right. Away from the Osbournes, <laughs> random. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Bobby Mackey's. Yeah. So in northern Kentucky sits the small city of Wilder that held around 3,035 people in 2010. The small city is only a 15-minute drive from bustling Cincinnati, Ohio, and is separated by the Ohio River. At 44 Licking Pike, you can find Bobby Mackey's Music World, a nightclub and honky-tonk that promoted itself to be the most haunted nightclub in America. I love a good honky-tonk. Do we even have honky-tonks? Yeah, so you have a couple here, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, technically, like back in the day, uh, Midnight Rodeo would have been a honky-tonk. I don't know what that is. It, well, it was an old country bar. Oh. It, it's just, the, I wouldn't say, I say nowadays you have part-time honky-tonks. Well, those, oh, yeah. Those, yeah. Uh, dedicate cow- a day or is cowboys a, a honky I tonk? would no well so I would say like Maybe. at the base idea it would be a honky tonk but cowboys is more like a part time honky tonk yeah. oh. they, they do depends on when they so play the you, music you know what I I guess the perfect image for us like here in Texas to be the perfect honky tonk because everybody has seen this movie but Gillies from uh from uh oh my god. I cannot remember. John Travolta. Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. That would be a honky tonk. Oh, my God. Even I got to admit, that is a pretty legendary movie. She's very (laughs) anti-Texas. I'm sorry. Well, anyways. (laughs) But yes, uh, Bobby Mackey, honky tonk. Really good concept. Carry on. All right. So a quick background on Bobby Mackey before we get into the haunting. Because my first thought was, who is Bobby Mackey? His name is Robert Randall Mackey, was born in 1948 and grew up to be a successful traditional country music singer that had a career that spanned across 40 years. Mm -hmm. One single called Pepsi Man made it to the U.S. country charts, peaking at number 57 and number 26 in Canada. Mackey's music can be described similar to Hank Williams, Merle Haggard, George Jones, Buck Owens, Conway Twitty, and... Johnny Paycheck. 
That's a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he, she skipped out on like all of the really good ones, and then she went to Johnny, Johnny Paycheck, Paycheck, and she's yeah. like, "That's a that's a banger." <laughs> well, I, I would also like to point out right now. Remember his name for letter for for later reference. Yes, yeah. Robert it's Randall. Very important. Yes. So uh, in September of 1978, Mackey opened Bobby Mackey's Music World along the Licking River. <laughs> yeah, that's my nickname. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Before the site was Bobby Mackey's Music World, the property was once home to a slaughterhouse. It was later torn down and then had a roadhouse built on the property. Wait yes. a minute. A little roadhouse, guys. What? No, I'm saying like no, a little no. roadhouse. Are you are you missing the claims of the orphans at the slaughterhouse? I guess so, but I was just going to go like a quick timeline and then go back. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll let I you wanna... handle that orphan Ooh, part. Yeah. The orphans is a is a pretty disturbing story. Oh my god. I, all right. <laughs> Anyways, so it was discovered that the roadhouse was a speakeasy during the time of prohibition that would sneak in alcohol and was owned by mobsters that apparently committed murders inside the establishment it is said that the roadhouse changed hands many times in its existence before coming into bobby mackey's possession well technically it was roadhouse what is it like an inn and then Mm -hmm. oh yeah back to like the rock the hard rock cafe yeah not not the food chain yeah and so you to be. You want to be precise. We're okay. well, professionals here. Well, All no, right. I'm just saying. Like, it's just you know, there wasn't a roadhouse all the time. <laughs> it was a roadhouse one time. Patrick put Swayze stuff. <laughs> All right. So I was more of a Sam Elliott guy. Yeah, yeah. He's well, he's a shit. So uh, let's get to the hauntings now that we know a little bit of background information about Mackie and the club. Uh, the slaughterhouse was built in 1850 and remained in operation until it was abandoned in the 1890s. During this time, it is said that the Satanist that Satanist took over the building and would use the basement to perform ritual animal sacrifices and dispose of the dead animals and blood in a well b- in the basement. So, what is this about orphans? All right. So, well, like you said, wait, just elaborate before there is no well. It's yeah, just... It's literally a hole. It is an overstatement to say yeah. that it is a what? well. It it shoots right back into the river. So all yeah. the blood, guts, and stuff of, or sacrifices that were happening, it's just shooting back into that river. Yeah. Oh. And the river is very important, too, because it's it's a northern current river, right? Mm-hmm. Rivers, it, it's not as uncommon as people would like to, to make it seem, mm-hmm. but it is still, still fairly common. There's only 48 rivers in the United States that flow north instead of south oh. or in any other direction, right? And this is important because that is kind of what attracts those Satanists to that area because of the energy that could possibly be uh, garnered from that flowing river, right? But another one of the things is, is like Jesse just mentioned, uh, the well that was built down there, again, an overstatement. It is literally a hole that is dug into the ground with a uh, like another tunnel that shoots out into the river where they would dump blood and the pros- unprocessed like body parts of the animals in there. Basically all the waste, all the, yeah. the, the blood, guts, everything that they couldn't really process just got dump down there yeah yeah so uh i'm gonna go ahead and go a little bit from my notes right so it's gonna Mm -hmm. sound a little bit like a storytelling uh it's kind of the way i did mine so this well is to many who believe is the portal to hell 
It's now that the tragedy that torments this site begins. It's during this time that there are no rules or regulations or proper ongoing uh, inspections that could have led to these tragedies. Legend has it that the owners of the slaughterhouse would kidnap children from Mm. a local nearby orphanage. Right? For child labor. Oh my god. Even going so far to chain some of them to the spot that they were going to work in the slaughterhouse. Now, some of these children were tasked with rendering the fat and lard from the carcasses of the animals. The fat would be heated, melted, and drained into a vat that would hold the scolding hot fat and lard. Due to the, you know, children's clumsiness and small stature, some would fall into this (gasps) vat, essentially burning and melting them alive. Oh my god. Now, because these children were orphans and they were abducted, no one came looking for them. So they were just over overlooked so witnesses have claimed to see children roaming the back area of the property still wearing the chains bound to them in life babies that's terrible yeah oh my god (laughs) so that is what i had on the slaughterhouse okay um my next one is pearl brian okay yeah okay okay, i wasn't sure if you had anything (laughs) in between them crap (laughs) sorry Okay, so a very notable haunting that we need to speak about is Pearl Bryan. Miss Bryan was a 22-year-old from Greencastle, Indiana, that was brutally murdered in 1896. Miss Bryan had told her family that she was going to visit a friend in Indianapolis and never returned home. Her body was found days later in Fort Thomas, Kentucky by a 17-year-old farmhand. Yeah, poor kid. Mm-hmm. Finding a, 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 a headless corpse. Yeah. And just... Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care. Uh, like, you, you could have grown up in the most rough and tumble area. And I'm not going to say that you're going to be terrified the way, you know, somebody who hasn't experienced, you know, rough mm-hmm. life. But I don't think it matters. Yeah, you, finding a, a, a decapitated corpse, corpse yeah. is always going to be a bad you. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she was headless with multiple wounds across her back and hands. Later on, it would be discovered that she was five months pregnant. Just, you know, to add to that. Yeah, to the tragedy. Her murderers were Scott Jackson, a dental student, and his roommate Alonzo M. Walling. Both were convicted of first-degree murder and were sentenced to hang the morning of March 20, 1987. A reporter claimed that while the noose was being placed over Walling, that he threatened to come back and haunt the area after his death. The two were the last people to be hung in Newport. So how does this all fit into Bobby Mackey's? Well, one of the details of the murder was that Miss Bryan's head was never found, and that both murderers refused to give up the location of the head, sometimes saying that it could be found at the bottom of the Ohio River or in a sandbar in Dayton, Kentucky. Two local canals were partially drained to try and locate the head, but was not found. One detective speculated that her head may have been burned in a furnace at the men's dental college they attended. The men were rumored to be a part of the satanic group and that they could not divulge the location of the head for fear of invoking the wrath of Satan. Mm -hmm. Rumors of the men's involvement with the satanic group fueled the idea that the area was cursed by them, and the fact that Miss Bryan's body was found nearby is why it is believed that her spirit remains. According to CityBeat.com, there are reports of patrons of the establishment seeing both murderers, Walling and Jackson, and also a headless woman who would be Miss Bryan. Later on, our favorite ghost ghost hunting crew claims to be able to contact the spirit of Scott Jackson (laughs) using an ovalist device to hear him confess the murder. 
So Yeah, so I would like to go into a little bit of detail because it is far more gruesome that you than you are letting on to. Yeah, I I was trying to skip over the the gruesome details because it is a very brutal Right. And I would say to everybody out there, this is a trigger warning. I, I would like to to warn everybody that uh for the next like twenty seconds, go ahead and skip it if you are not if you don't want to be privy to these details. But I think it's important to understand uh why she was disposed of the way she was and uh the possibilities of why these men didn't divulge the information of where you know she could have been told so it is it is something to understand that she was the daughter of a high society wealthy family and due to her being five months pregnant at the age of 22 would not sit right with the high society that they belong to and her family so she sought out the assistance with, with an abortion and uh, she went to her lover, Scott Jackson, and his roommate, Alonzo Walling. They were both uh, dental students who touted their skills to be of the highest, but were really not. Uh, they agreed to perform the surgery themselves. They first tried inducing the abortion by drug, which basically was giving her cocaine and other... Because uh, what doctor doesn't solutions. give you cocaine? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and this was also noted because it was found in her system by the, uh, the coroner who performed the autopsy. Uh, then they tried using their dental tools to perform like a crude procedure, but to no avail. So now they basically had a scared, wounded, bleeding woman and nothing else had changed. So in order to cover it up, uh, cover up the botched procedure, it said that the men proceeded to decapitate Pearl, leaving her body in the forest, uh, and leaving with her head. And like my sister had said, you know, they they were speculated to be uh, practicing occultists. And that's where it's believed that they had used the head in a ritual and so on and so forth. And just like my sister had said during the hangings, uh, it is very interesting to note that, you know, they, they, they were offered a life sentence in jail, but possibly feared what the rest of the occult group could have possibly done or the devil had they given up, you know, this information because it would have basically been outing you know the occult group it would have basically just thrown up a red flag saying like yes there are devil worshippers in this area so it's very interesting on that part so yeah yeah all right so um was that it on them oh yeah okay so uh just a, a a little one that is so minute compared to the rest uh a jukebox on the property is also known to turn on and play the anniversary waltz on its own i don't know Mm -hmm. what that sounds like but another notable haunting is that of joanna so i looked up joanna and her story and there were multiple places that i looked and it couldn't (laughs) it couldn't nail down if it was in the 1940s or the 1950s but uh, I mean, the, the few places that I got it from said the 1950s, kind yeah. of, uh, because it, it, like you said, it does jump back and forth with a character named Buck Brady. That is a very tricky subject. Yes, it is. Uh, and you're, you're absolutely right because I couldn't pinpoint it, but because of the way the timeline kind of rolls, mm-hmm. I went with the 1950s because that's when, uh, Red, uh, Masterson is supposed her father and the one of the owner at the time during this time right was during the uh uh the spanish quarter time 
right and that's when yeah the latin quarter i'm sorry and that's when it's supposed that that this this uh Uh, thing happened thing happened yeah so i mean i i want to kind of go into to the detail of buck brady because it it is uh another another tragedy that kind of adds a curse to it right okay so in 1930 buck brady would be the buyer of the establishment turning it into the primrose club which was fairly successful this though garnered the attention of the chicago mob who would muscle brady out of the business Heartbroken and distraught, Brady would commit suicide in the building, cursing it as he died to never be successful as a casino and nightclub ever again. And a lot of people kind of look at this as being one of those things where it's like, huh, was, you know, the time is the, the oh my God, you just said the name of the club. What was it oh, called? Latin the, Latin the Latin Quarter. Is this the curse? Because uh, essentially the Latin Quarter would get shut down because you know uh, uh gambling and prostitution and all that had became illegal in the time and stuff well, so vegas boomed at that point yeah essentially that's yeah. where they they lost a lot of their yeah because this was known as the vegas of the south yes. or, yeah so i mean it, it's it's fairly interesting it's it's good stuff well, yeah. so uh i don't know if you want me to go ahead and jump into this this uh no no you know what you go ahead and handle uh, uh johanna jo- okay so um I'm just, of course, you'll add in yours, your notes. But um, so Joanna was a dance hall girl mm-hmm. and was also the club owner's daughter. Mm-hmm. While working there, she fell in love with the singer Robert Randall, mm-hmm. who would perform at the club. The two found themselves expecting a child together and planned mm-hmm. to run away. Wait, so in this story, you have her as just a regular girl? No, the the club owner's daughter yeah but yeah, she's, she's she's just the club yeah, owner's daughter yeah well she's also a cabernet dancer that's what i what that's what the main thing she was a, a, a showgirl for yeah she was a dancer oh, and well, uh yeah. she could be both no, no i'm just saying I, I don't know if that's the version because it's it's really good that you have this account because it, mm-hmm. it it kind of collides with what is mainly out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so go ahead so uh <laughs> while working there she fell in love with singer robert randall who would perform at the club, the two found themselves expecting a child together and planned to run away. The father, learning of this, became angry and ordered Randall to be murdered. Randall was hung in a dressing room only for Joanna to discover him. Grief-stricken, Joanna took her own life by poisoning herself. People now claim to know when Joanna is around because they smell the scent of roses, a perfume that she was known to use while alive. Um... And Bobby Mackey actually wrote a song named Joanna, and I took a couple of lines from the song to read (laughs) that um, I think really just nails down the story. So real quick, her daddy was a jealous man, but Joanna fell in love. He kept saying the man dealt a bad hand. So deep in the night, when all the world is quiet, someone came and took her lover's life. Joanna, Joanna, where are you now? Could it be you're still here somehow? Joanna, Joanna, where are you now? Is it true you're still here somehow? Now today it's a different place or the same with the new face. Mm, and, yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to add something real nice right there. And, All right. And post editing to <laughs> give a nice feel to that. <laughs> okay. Um, but so, what other things do you have about Joanna? So actually I have a small alteration to this story right so uh like you said after the father her father discovered the news uh that 
Randall, you know, and her had fallen in love and she they were expecting a child. Uh, he did have him removed, removed with air quotations, right? <laughs> Basically murdered, uh, as well as promising to take care of the pregnancy, right? Hmm. So furious and outraged at the loss of her love, Johanna devised a plan to drug her father and kill him. She executed this plan successfully and went a step further in an attempt to possibly rejoin her love in the afterlife. She proceeded to walk down into the basement and poison herself, ending her life and that of the baby she was carrying. It's said that uh, she is responsible for the jukebox operating on its own accord, even when unplugged, often letting whoever is in the area know what mood she is in by playing certain songs. She is a... you know, sad and happy. Certain songs would come on, basically, right? Mm-hmm. But her favorite was the anniversary waltz, like you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Her presence, like you also mentioned, is uh, announced by the scent of roses, which is said to be her favorite perfume during life. Another of the theories is that Joanna may still remain due to the small detail in the current owner's name. Like you said, Bobby Mackey's name is Robert Randall Mackey. Her lover's name was Robert Robert randall mickey oh so off by one letter like Dude, all three names that match up funny you say that because there's an account that where that's where the conclusion is being drawn because uh when robert mackey's mom mm-hmm. was going in labor she already had a name picked out for him yeah yeah and she had gone through it but at the point when they were gonna actually make it his official name she changed it oh she said i don't know why but I think he should be named Robert um, uh, Randall Randall Mackey. Mackey. No shit. It was like spot. I don't know where. And, and the mom <laughs> recounts that too. She's like, yes, I had a name picked out for him. And I decided to change it at, at last minute because that's when she, I guess, held him. She's like, this is what, this is who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. That's hmm. how his name came out. Man. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, and and it's because of this that leads uh, many to believe that she may be confused in the afterlife, possibly attempting to reunite with someone she believes to be her long lost love. Bobby Mackey has also uh, honored Joanna, like you said, with a, a song, uh, and it's it's pretty nice. It's catchy. So yeah. Uh, did you have any more? Nope, that was mine. Really? Yeah. There's, I, I still have a little bit more on right, this, keep right? Keep going. So uh, the bar would now enter a vague state of existence, becoming a biker bar known as the Hard Rock Cafe. And uh, it's during this time that the location became more of a nuisance than a haunted locale due to it the... It was rough. Yeah. It, it, so this is what people like to refer to as the bloody bucket time. Yeah. Because, okay. yeah. I mean, uh, so it was a violent time. But it wasn't like a violent tragedy time where people were losing their lives. And that's not to say that people didn't die, right? There were shootings, there were yes. stabbings. But it was like common bar brawling type Because things. it was a roadhouse. Yeah, it was a roadhouse. It was a biker. So. <laughs> it was a biker bar. That's what it was described yeah. as. So the bar was closed down again in 1977 due to all of this, right? It's now that we're introduced to the current owner of the bar, Bobby Mackey. He purchases the bar in hopes of boosting his music career as well as personal own, like a personal goal of owning his own honky tonk country bar. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was during the construction before the bar that like the real main figure kind of joins the picture in in the overall like Bobby Mackey arc of this story. Um, the catalyst for it essentially. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this kid was Carl Lawson. He was twenty. 
and he had came asking for a job, right? It would read through his reports that we get some of the more precise accounts of activity in the bar. After proving his reliability to Bobby, an, agreeing, uh, an agreement was struck to have him stay on as a full-time caretaker of the bar, since he had frequented the establishment before and had known the area and people in the area fairly well. He would stay on the property full-time in an apartment right above the bar. After a short time, Carl came to Bobby with some information. He told Bobby, you wouldn't believe some of the things that go on here. Bobby asked, what do you mean? Carl said, weird things go on here. After a little back and forth, Carl finally divulged the full details. He told him uh, of having strong feelings of being watched, of strange noises and phantom footsteps on the dance floor after everyone had left. He spoke of a presence prowling through the basement. Oh, no. Yeah. Bobby, uh, not being, you know, the superstitious kind, told him to keep it to himself, you know, because he didn't want people to be scared away by, by you know, all of this stuff. He even has a sign at the, the, the entrance of the door that says that none of the staff are responsible for what any of the ghosts or spirits do on the <laughs> property. Uh, so... And that was later after he finally, you know, started to believe in some of this stuff that was going on there. I actually have a, the story to that sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Cool. 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 So during his time there, he witnessed witnesses uh, had claimed to have seen him carrying on full discussions with who he claimed to be Johanna. Oh, shit. And this is a very interesting point, right? Because and I want to ask both of y'all. Who is it that speaks to us in terms of supernatural? And really think about it. What do you mean? So ghosts, they really don't speak to us, right? It's more of a loop. It's more of them just kind of going on a on a track of what had happened into the past. Yeah, but right? you say it's a traumatic event that keeps replaying itself. A residual haunting. Or is it a demon? Oh. Because oh. it's more <laughs> along the line. That, I mean, they're the ones who kind of try to interact with us because they're the ones who are trying to get into this world through any means possible, right? So it's it's because of this, a lot of people had mentioned or uh, had started to say that he started acting really weird when the conversations with Johanna began, oh. right? And it's around this time that he also started mentioning cold spots throughout the estab- establishment as well. Yeah, he, he was just... Oh, it, it was yeah. widely noted he was all over the place even by uh, i have some accounts of Bobby bobby Mackey himself oh okay oh badass it was during his first encounter that he was very fearful that he said that he felt a force attack him and he, he couldn't explain it because it was something that he had never you know had in, encountered before and it's around this time that he started sleeping with the door like wedged shut and a shotgun near the oh my near his bed yes he he's his behavior became erratic very quickly to yeah. mackie and his uh now ex-wife really catered to because mac mackie's ex-wife and him were really close yeah yeah huh. wow so Again, like I said, could this have been a demon that started attacking him? Because there is an exorcism that is performed on him. Yes, that is. And it is, there is actually yeah. recorded excerpts out yeah. there of it. Oh, and really? It's, and yes. it's not. I. So this is one where I got to kind of like, I got to kind of question and not in a bad way. I got to kind of question in the sense that it's not over dramatized 
the way you know everyone portrays it with growling and mm -hmm. contortion and stuff it's just a guy who is is it's a priest and and carl and they're kind of going back and forth and it's not even as vulgar as it's it seems like it, it just seems so i guess not normal but what you would expect an exorcism to yeah. be yeah it, it's more of a an argument between two people it's more of a like well why the fuck should i leave he's an idiot i'm gonna stay here kind of thing You know, it's not this like, oh, I'm here to take over the world yeah. and fuck Satan, it's, fuck it's, me. It's just like, a, no, I'm, I pretty much I'm, I'm comfortable yeah. with this. So yeah, yeah. Did you get to see the Gerard uh, Geraldo? Uh, no, interview? I didn't. Wait, oh I my have, god, I have like something to say about that though. Okay, so he's this is just the other hand of that situation. If he was faking it. Uh huh. What like that? What exposure would he have had to that type of exorcism? Because we have so many accounts of people having exorcisms and have all the, these like violent like outbursts and contortion mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, how long has that been happening? I'll even before that, touch a little bit more bases on him because my extent of it is a lot on him. Okay, and. Okay. Bobby Mackey and kind of like a quick thing and it'll things when I explain it will kind of start to fall into place a little bit more okay okay well, well my bottom line was like if if he was faking it I'm not saying he was because I genuinely would like to see the videos but mm -hmm. if he was maybe it was just because he didn't know he was supposed to be acting crazy and shit you know oh that's a good like, question I mean, yeah you're right he doesn't have a template to follow mm -hmm. like everybody else has yeah, seen all yeah. these movies so he maybe didn't have but If you don't have a template, maybe that's just naturally yeah. just their personality. Or maybe that's an actual exorcism right there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just had a a much more chill demon compared to, <laughs> to well, other people, I well, guess. Well, I mean, uh, so here would be my argument, right? I, I don't know the rules. I don't, yeah, think, I don't think anybody knows the rules. True. And they uh, don't. They don't there's really there's no rules to this as yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the vatican has stated there's no yeah, yeah. set way to exercise somebody yeah it, it, you just have the rights and you basically shoot at the hip yeah and, yeah and, and you're absolutely right uh there is no set way to do this but there is two things that must be performed right you you do have to perform the rights and you do have to finish it because then if you don't uh the demon basically will finish yeah. it and those are the only two things okay so yeah. yeah all right well sorry i just wanted to throw that out there oh no absolutely uh but i would say take a look at the video it's only about nine minutes it was recorded and uh it's very interesting the interaction that they have between the two uh so i, the, I would highly it recommend is, it and if you guys go on try to find the geraldo uh episode as well with mm -hmm. him uh, bobby Mackey's way that he carries himself Uh, you'll see that there's something very strange about it. Yeah, yeah. Really, like huh. his demeanor. Uh, yeah. Basically, okay. I mean, I I guess I'll go into it more when I go when I jump into it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's basically all I had, and that was the oh. timeline that I had ran through. Uh, I do have a few of the hauntings, but I mean, if you have like far more detailed ones, I'd prefer you to go ahead and go. All right. Well, uh, like I said, all this was done while i'm at my job driving around so i had a few <laughs> times so uh from what i was able to learn from it um they can't really pinpoint if it was 
actually built over a slaughterhouse oh, because yeah, there was yeah. about like five or six slaughterhouses in that area. Yeah. But the likely chance of it being, yes, it could have been on there. Yeah. Uh, they don't have any actual documentation of anything up until the distillery is built. Yeah. Um, the distillery is built. It's booming. It's said to be the one of the lead liquor Tennessee whiskey producers of its time. Mm-hmm. Up until, you know, Prohibition hit. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a good amount of uh, catastrophe at the distillery. Uh, no human deaths, but a lot of tragedy kind of like already like it was known as like, oh, shit, like bad stuff happens over there. So just kind of keep your guard up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so touching point on that in that well shoot or whatever you want to call it. There's been a lot of alcohol and <laughs> blood mixed into it, being pumped into and out of that river. So just, I just want to point out, in the heyday, all that blood and guts was being pumped out and then sucked back up to Ooh. make this Tennessee whiskey. Oh, no. <laughs> just putting it out there, you know, it's it's the same uh, place. Good heart um, stuff. Then after that, of course, it runs its course to um, the roadhouse. Uh, bloody time. A couple people shot, stabbed. We ran over that already. Then we shoot over to, I believe, the inn where mm-hmm. he ran the little like bed motel thingy. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. He was plagued with a lot of robbery and, uh, you know, just trouble. So he ended up giving up on his dream as well. And then the purchase of <laughs> the poor guy that got run out by the mom. Oh. Yeah. Um, after that, the Vegas boom hits, puts him out of business essentially yeah yeah and uh the place is left vacant but it's good to state that during that uh latin uh latin quarter, quarter quarter time there was already talks of weird stuff happening yeah, in the area yeah. um it was never confirmed if this joanna character was real or not right uh right. in there but the mob was real. There's bullet holes in the basement. Yeah, there's a little cell down yeah, there, too. There's, there's a bunch of stuff down there to say, yeah, you know, the mob was here, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's a bathroom on the second floor, I believe, yeah. that doesn't like to be, or who the one of the mob bosses that had, was actually killed there, he doesn't like that, that room being fucked with. Oh. He does not like it at all. Yeah, so. it, it, it's, it's got its spots, I guess you could say. So mm-hmm. now jumping... After everything that we learned, uh, to Bobby Mackey purchasing this uh, property, so um, he purchases the property, knowing a little bit of its background, not too much, because, like I said, he knew just that it was the Spanish Quarter. He knew what it was, who ran it, but this was his, his ditch, ditch approach of having his own venue. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a country singer he loves to sing that's what he wanted to do so he puts his nest egg in it and his wife and him start working on it literally just both of them um to where the caretaker comes across to them and they meet him they befriend him and he's like you guys will not believe what's going on here (laughs) to which where of course uh, bobby mackie being very apprehensive goes keep that to yourself i'm trying to run a business (laughs) please uh bobby mackie starts Kind of, you know, having to do his own stuff, be out of, you know, the city to do his yeah. country stuff. So him and the wife, uh, the caretaker and wife become very close. 
uh, towards where she starts hearing stories from him of all the stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she, the ex-wife, starts to see the things as well. One of her recounts to Mackie was, I went to where they had the old kitchen set in the Spanish, you know. The Latin Quarter. Yeah, the Latin Quarter. Uh, they had a kit- functioning kitchen. She said, I went to go wash something up. And when she opened the sink, blood starting pouring out, oh, started shit. pouring out of it. <laughs> Mackie was like, no, you probably just got like a rust buildup from the pipes or something. Yeah, and she was yeah. like, no, I know what blood is. And blood was essentially coming out of it. Oh, shit. Bobby Mackie always not believing it was like no you're, you know he must had have an been... explanation for everything yeah he was like you're you know you're whatever so another account that she has is that while she was actually working on the place she was up on a ladder putting mm-hmm. stuff up where suddenly the ladder was taken from her what the fuck yes wow no one in the room just her in the in the room by herself yeah 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 the last straw for her was she was already pregnant with their daughter yeah and they were leading up to their upstairs where she felt a sudden force tugger, which led her to tumble all the way down to the stairs, causing mm-hmm. her premature, oh, uh, basically, pregnancy to terminate. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, don't worry about it. The daughter made it out fine. Oh, She's okay. still alive. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, like, yeah. She's still kicking. And she would always constantly tell Bobby, like, hey, this place is cursed. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, "Nope, well, you know, it's still a good venue. I'm still, I'm still singing <laughs> out here. I don't know what you." And he really said, "I never seen anything." Caretaker starts to become a little bit more erratic. Um, he's his stories about it is that he when the first incident that he had was he was in the place and one night when he was sleeping, he suddenly heard a full bar downstairs. Close to a hundred people, he said, downstairs, walking, talking, oh, shit. Yeah. conversating, startled and frightened. He heads downstairs immediately to see what was going yeah. on. Nothing. Empty. Oh, shit. Spooked and pooped. Yeah, spooked and pooped. <laughs> I can't say any more clearer than that. <laughs> Shotgun uh, near the bed. Yeah. I understand yeah. it now. So he continues to hear the voices, see the apparitions. Yeah. Which leads them to tell Mackie, I don't know what's going on here, but I feel like they're trying to possess me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this word starts to get out slowly about Mackie's place. Um, one of the tour guides, researcher that is now in Bobby Mackie's place, who used to be a teenager, used to actually go to Bobby Mackie's place because she's from that city. Right. And uh, she tells a couple of stories before we jump further on. To the sign. So there was uh, some points that women would always say, hey, we were at Mackey's and all of a sudden we were talking in the restroom and the faucet would just come on. Okay. And they're like, oh, we would be talking, doing our makeup, and then <laughs> toilets would just start randomly flushing. Hmm, cool. Like, and like in sequence. Yeah, yeah, Nothing yeah, yeah. that you could be like, oh. I'd be so pissed. Like, that's my water bill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which could also be led to bad plumbing. You know what I mean? But Yeah. yeah. But they would just... Stuff like that would happen. Like, I want the ghost to wipe my butt. Just <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So she said, yeah, there was always that kind of talk of, like, weird stuff happening at Mackey's. Okay. Uh, it wasn't until the point where one patron went into, a male patron went into the restroom only to come oh, out yeah. bloodied, <gasps> beaten, and almost close to death. The what cowboy. The and said there was some entity in there yep. beating the bejesus out of him. Oh, yeah. my God. Which he... 
sued Bobby Mackey for. Oh, yeah. shit. Which litigation led nothing up to it. Yeah, they throw but it out. That makes me think of Liar Liar when he's beating the yeah. shit out of himself. So, um, essentially, <laughs> Mackey's lawyer was like, hey, man, you know, whatever it is, this place is starting to come out. It's like a haunted place. You mm-hmm. need to put something up just to protect yourself. So, Mackey was like, well, I guess I got to do it. And that's where the history of that it's sign like came up. It's like a fucking handwritten sign. <laughs> yeah. It almost looks like it. Yeah. It, it really does. Because <laughs> it, it really was. And, um... Okay, now backtracking back to the caretaker. Carl, yeah. Um, Mackie sees that he's essentially losing his mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, little bits and, by little bits. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right because a lot of people were saying, like, look, man, I know it I know he's claiming that he's talking to Johanna. Oh but to us, it just looks like he's talking to well, himself. It didn't start off like that. Oh, okay. So okay. Mackie would check on him and the I guess the the turning point would led to Joanna is he comes in one day and he hears this racket and he sees this mess everywhere. And he's like, Hey Carl, what are you doing? He's all oh, they told me to dig up down here. Oh. oh, that's right. Yeah. And he goes, What are you talking about? He goes, There's a well down here with a diary and I need to find it. <gasps> and uh, you know, Mackie's like he, he's basically like trying to be cool about it. So he lets Carl do his thing. All right. Yeah, like, I mean, Carl's slinging a sledgehammer, talking crazy talk. (laughs) I would be like, you know what, Carl? I'm going to go have a beer upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) When you find the well, let me know. (laughs) Um, He does. He finds it. He finds the, the, not well, but what would be the chute that leads down. And he is said to have found the diary that he read, which tells Joanna's story funny story is he he doesn't want to show it to anybody mm-hmm. it's his mm-hmm. diary he's the one that's keeping it yeah nobody else is gonna see it they go on a few shows um he writes his book um what is it portal to hell mm-hmm. is that the mm-hmm. name of his uh, book yeah so he writes yeah. it detail yeah. he starts talking about it he goes into aspects of what's haunting the place the kind of demonic entities which is what he said was there yeah, nobody yeah. else has ever stated anything demonic. Even now, some of the paranormal investigators, I've never seen the Baggins thing. So if he did, don't uh, <laughs> don't at me. I just don't like Baggins. <laughs> but um, people that were locally there said, no, we don't feel anything. We feel mischief and, you know, haunting, startling, but not where we come in and we're like, this is malicious, evil stuff. So, yeah, uh, eventually that happens. Uh, he talks about Joanna, says the story. Mackie's still at this point. If you ask him, he says, I don't believe any of this, to be honest with you. But it's good advertisement. So if if they're coming in to hear me sing, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine with it. Let me see. After that, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, there's no... Yeah. Besides, every, it seems like everybody has, like, a lot of personal things that happen when they go visit. Because they yeah, yeah. they do tours there now yeah they do two tours mm-hmm. they have this shuffling man downstairs oh god he mentioned that earlier uh, mm-hmm. that has been captured on you know uh audio uh and all he does is shuffle down there yeah like yeah, you yeah. just hear him scurrying around uh one of the investigators was actually said to have seen a full-fledged apparition um yeah. a couple of times um that it looked like a solid ooh. shadow yeah like a, no a person she said yeah or well that like i it looked 
like she just confused darkness. it with a she confused it with a person essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like she wasn't like, oh, ghost. She was like, hey, what's up? And then she was like, oh, crap, that wasn't a person. No demonic or evil presence felt. Uh, they have been startled, stuff thrown at them, bites, scratches, kind yeah. of stuff. But um, you know, and I have a few uh little accounts too that also I think might add to this. So uh one of the ones that i have are patrons claim to have experienced suffocating heat a flying trash can and a man with a handlebar mustache repeating die game die game latin for die well dying good oh god in the men's restroom oh yeah. that gave me like goosebumps <laughs> yeah and uh the one guy that was actually killed in the bar Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Th- there was actually one person that was killed in the bar, which the paranormal investigators say, you know what? Because uh, it, it's actually factual. He did die in that place, which is a spot that they get a lot of activity in. Hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 they lead it up to that being that guy. But uh, the Joanna thing, it's a very 50-50 thing because uh, Carl... When asked to produce the diary, said it had been burned up in a fire, <laughs> and that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, did so. This is a weird question. So, did Carl just like? Did he just go mad? Like, did or did they like let him so go? No, so essentially, the so the exorcism, and I'm doing air quotes, mm-hmm. worked, oh, and okay. for the time being, it seemed as if everything was fine. But he uh, eventually moved away. And that's when he kind of passed uh, in 2012. Oh, okay. But so. but did, so the rest of his remaining years, like, was he a more stable? Or? No, he was always known as yeah. a character, a very. Yeah. So this thing changed his life completely. No, he was already like that. Oh, okay. from the beginning. He was, oh, okay. He was never. Yeah. It, it's like you knew him and then you started to know him. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he yeah. sounds like a person I would probably want to know then. Well, you know, because they said you never knew what kind of Carl you were going to get. Oh. Was was Mackie's and uh, his ex-wife's response. Like, you never knew how Carl was going to be that day. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, so uh, I have another account of, you know, club employees seeing a dark, very angry man behind the bar. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, others have claimed that a dark and forbidding presence is said to reside in the basement. Witnesses' employees have claimed to hear a deep guttural growls and seeing glowing red eyes in the darkness of the basement. Oh, no, that made me shiver. <laughs> Let's see, I have a few others. Oh, so I have another account with uh, Bobby's ex-wife, Janet. She claims to have been overcome by a scent of roses in the basement, yep. grabbed around the waist, oh. picked up thrown down and pushed down the stairs by force oh, shit. that resembled the sketches of Alonzo Walling mm-hmm. right and as she's falling and uh she she sees this she sees what again looks like Alonzo Walling which i i can't picture her getting a really good view as she's falling down the stairs yeah but she says that it's it's what she believes to be him from sketches yelling get out get oh out God. And uh, yeah, now she refuses to set foot in the club because of that. I but I just, her. I the thing about that is it, it with the book and everything being out at that time, it just seems very. I don't know. Like I believe that there's something down there, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of, from what I heard and read, a lot of investigators say yes. Uh, this is probably like a portal where stuff passes through, mm-hmm. but they don't believe or they've never had any like 
solid EVP or like recordings of yeah. them going like, yeah, this is like, us. Like actual evidence. Yeah, they've yeah. had yeah. things happen where they say phrases. And I think there was one, like almost like it's like 45 seconds mm-hmm. of huh. the phrase. I don't know, but there was the the one that I had read was that Bagans and his team were able to like record like almost a confession from Wallen about oh yeah that I heard he, about that yeah right. uh, confessing well, to the murder well, that's bad I I don't know any I never I didn't do anything on Baggins uh, this is all like <laughs> private and like hometown investigators yeah, yeah, and yeah. they said yeah we were able to get stuff uh, we can't confirm and they even did the research on it and they're which makes sense. Um, if you're a mobster and you own the the yeah. place, why yeah. would you get your <laughs> daughter to be a showgirl in there? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, because that's the story. He was she was a showgirl. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just it doesn't make sense. And to me, it doesn't make sense. If you're a mob boss, why would you put your girl up on stage? I don't know. I, I, honestly, as a, I don't as know. a singer, yes, but as yeah. a showgirl, yeah, know, yeah, you know, so. Thoughts, personal thoughts. I, I want to know personal thoughts. Yeah, okay, wait. I want to throw who, in who one goes, last thing. Okay. I said we'll go um, first. So, also a thing about Bobby Mackey's was that it seems that whatever, wh- when people go there, that whatever is there tends to follow them home, apparently. Really? Because that's what happened with the Jack Osborne and his co-host investigation. Okay, that, okay. Uh, that two different mediums reached out to them. And said, like, hey, something followed you home. And these people hmm. apparently didn't even know what that what they were doing. Right. And right. Uh, so Jack Osborne and his co-host ended up in the ER on the same day for different reasons. What the fuck? Yeah. And um, the same thing with... Wow. I think the... the 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 ghost hunters crew i think also something had followed them uh home i can't remember what it was See, it was and that leads me to believe like which is, i'm gonna say two comments about it all of the local and regular folks that do investigations there have never said any kind of that that yeah, something follows yeah, them yeah it mm-hmm. somehow seems that these big time guys <laughs> something follows them every single time and Which, you're absolutely right because one of the other one of the other authors of another book uh pertaining to the bobby mackey's music world uh he spent 48 hours there mm-hmm. and he left and wrote like in an article saying like i did not experience anything that would even remotely claim a whole claim yeah. you know that this place is haunted so I'm not saying that it's not, but I'm not saying that it is. Yeah, because there's always weird shit happening. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. normal, I guess. But the way that it's been said is like, yeah, it, it is a weird place. But then again, I'm thinking, I was like, what if these ghosts, they're from the South. So they see other South people and they're like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, we're not messing with you. And then they see Baggins and they're like, let's get this. Let's get this, bitch. Let's get this guy out. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> Well, anyways, you can book a tour there. Uh, a two-hour tour is $35 per person. A group of four or more will be $25 a person. And there is a $50 minimum on all tours. All right. We'll, we'll go down the line on our thoughts of this. Okay. Uh, play. Who, I don't care my specific <laughs> position, but whoever wants to go first and whatever you want to say, if you want to go last, what are your thoughts on it? Okay. Um want to go first yeah i'll go first i do think that there is something there i don't think it's demons i don't think it's a portal to hell 
I agree. But um, I do think that there has been some incidents there considering its history. And I do think that these tragic incidents would have some residual hauntings. I don't think it's an intelligent haunting, especially since it seems like they're just repeated type of things. Right, right. But um, that's my thoughts on it. And you're absolutely right. Is and, it because and you, we're Southern folks, we can't do intelligent hauntings? The, there's differences between residual <laughs> no, and yeah, intelligent hauntings. No, <laughs> well, I mean, this would be a good time to define it. The, yeah, because uh, no, oh. when she said that, I thought of, I don't know if anybody's seen House of a Thousand Corpses, when <laughs> they go off on Captain Spaud and he goes, oh, we just, we're oh, not educated God. down here, huh? <laughs> so, the difference, before yeah. we let Jesse go into his goddamn Rob Zombie fucking thing. i right. get myself some education. <laughs> so, anyways, so the residual haunting means that um, there was just, it doesn't even, I don't think it even has to be a traumatic incident because there's just sometimes nuns fucking walking through walls or i'm glad you continue that because if you were just to say nuns fucking i was like no like nuns walking through through uh walls like it's a wall now but back then it may have been a door so uh you may be seeing a a nun walking through a wall and Um, they just see it as a door yeah so Mm -hmm, she mm -hmm. and she is completely unaware of you and the the new surroundings it's just uh, something that has happened so many times during their life that it's that it just became a part of the identity of that specific area or site. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes even traumatic hauntings where or traumatic events will like it's it just will on replay. A time loop. Yeah, yeah, it's just on a time loop. Mm-hmm. And um, and those are I think are the scarier ones, especially when it's like fucking screams like, oh, this person died here. So sometimes we hear this person screaming like when they died. Um, and then there's the intelligent hauntings, which are the ones where they are aware of their new surroundings. And let's say they're learning how to manipulate fucking electronics and texting you and shit like uh, scary shit yeah, <laughs> to your <yeah>. phone, you know, <laughs> but um, putting yeah. RGB on your alien. Oh, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> true. but Very um, true. yeah, that that's were, are they much. trying to were they trying to say they were fans of Robert Downey Jr.? Maybe that's what they were doing. Or maybe uh, wrestling Rob Van Dam. <laughs> oh, yeah. No shit. Damn. Anywho's. No, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Well, that was that's the end of my spiel. So how do y'all feel about so, this? I, okay. I'll go next. Uh, I think you hit it perfectly where I was going to be approaching this from. I think up to a certain point, there were traumatic events that happened here. I think there may be something there, but not as excessive as as Bobby Mackey and his staff like to lead people to believe. Well, and I think keep, that's exactly keep Bobby Mackey out of it. He always says he doesn't believe shit in that. He's, oh, he said that, but then he kind of let everybody just like, okay, yeah, go ahead, tell everybody. After he saw the success and and how mm-hmm. people and wanted to come, not the success, it was the litigation <laughs> that followed. Okay. Because, um, like I said, he was getting sued by it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he put up the sign, and after he put up the sign, that's when everybody's like, did you see Yeah, yeah. Bobby yeah. Mackey's? And he was like, well, I'm getting sued. Might as well run with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If well, I can't beat him, join him. Yeah, because I know for sure if I had seen something like that, I'd, I'd take a picture, fucking Instagram, Facebook, yeah, yeah. And there's Google Photos. Interviews still <laughs> up to this day where they ask him, and well, he says no. So, so uh, let, let's use that as as the forefront of the argument. Bobby Maggie himself doesn't believe that there's anything there. Mm-hmm. And maybe on a certain level, he does say, like, 
uh, yeah, that's strange. And maybe that's where I'm trying to stand. Not, is, he literally says, nope. It's, he, he's <laughs> been on record. He says, no. I mean, it's he says the ambience of it, yes. He doesn't... At one interview where he was doing a like a... It was like a beer show. Mm-hmm. And he was, do you want to go down to the basement? And he's all like, well, I mean... Why would I want to go to the basement? He's like, is it creepy? I was like, well, it looks like a basement. He's like, <laughs> I don't want to be down there. He's like, but if you want to go down there, you know, like, let's hey, do it. Yeah, like, he's like, really, like, I don't know, man. He's all like, I, I don't, I've never seen anything. He's like, I don't got no stories. There's nothing's happening. So, yeah. Some old freaking employee Rodney shuffling around in there in the yeah. fucking corner. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's where I stand. I, I say up to a certain point in history, yeah, there may have been something happening, uh, but not 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 the way the staff lead I, people to believe. I have two perspectives on this that okay. Okay. are weird. My first one, when I first kind of got into it, was like, eh, it's haunted, but not as extreme as they lead it to believe. Yeah, I don't believe the caretaker's account at all, because just factually and historically you can't prove any of it and it's just so convenient that the proof burnt up with all this <laughs> other stuff and yeah um you know he had a book deal when you basically essentially had you know when asked if he could provide any kind of stuff from it he kind of backpedaled and then eventually later on when he kept getting questioned for it it disappeared yeah, yeah. um the wife, the ex-wife seeing it, all the other accounts, you know, I believe that maybe it's something that he himself brought into the property and kind of by talking about it, brought it out. Oh, like manifested it. Yeah. And then I get hit with that story from the mom and the the way that Bobby Mackey was birthed into uh, <laughs> the Twilight episode of um, the Twilight Zone episode of uh, when somebody kind of has that weird entity in them for my uh-huh. reincarnation. Um, oh, I started okay. to think about it. Bobby Mackey, what if he is this person? Randall, Robert, Robert Randall. Randall. And he doesn't see anything because he's supposed to be there. Oh. They want him there. They don't want to scare him away. He needs to be in that place to bring that place that solace that it needs. Huh. And every other person that comes into <clears throat> in there, these apparitions and ghosts are trapped in there. Mm-hmm. So they try to shoo these people away or help Bobby Mackey bring more people in. successful, yeah. Yeah. So... That's an interesting perspective. Well, because essentially this is Joanne's lost lover. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Why would you wish unsuccessfulness and torment him if he's rejoined you in the place where you've passed? Why not keep him there? Essentially tether him to them. Wow, I like it. I like it a lot yeah. because it, it lends to the whole river thing, right? Where spirits can't cross rivers or can't cross a body of water. So, or, you know, the theory yeah. is. Trapped. So, yeah, I mean, and that's essentially what people Which, believe is that the river I, traps them there. I, again, I'm not wishing any kind of stuff or anything. I'm just saying I would not be surprised if later along the road you found out that Mackie passed away in that premise as well. Yeah. Because essentially it feels like they want to keep him there. Why would they scare him? away interesting i i mean it's a damn good damn damn and they make it like it they make Mm -hmm. it lucrative for him he is the only thing that he has said is that he has smelt the essence of flowers yeah but he leads it as this is the south you'll get a a smell of (laughs) 
something eventually. Yeah, yeah. And he has said that, how did he phrase it? Even on the hottest Tennessee days, it's still a cool 64 down there. Damn. So he says it's always an icebox down there. But then again, it is underground. Yeah, yeah. He, but he says he did never feels anything. But he says, well, what is it? He's like, yeah, it is cold down there, man. Like, it's the truth. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a straight shooter about it, which yeah. is what, something I like. I mean, it's underground and it's connected. Like, there's a hole that's connected to a river. Yeah. So, But he actually <laughs> had that hole of... Well, yeah, filled it was in. like, yeah. He had it filled in because he didn't want any critters coming in and out yeah, of his premise. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that was going to be my question. Is like, how does he, like, keep it from flooding if there's a literal hole No, in he, there? he had the, he didn't have it, like, permanently sealed, but he did have it sealed enough to prevent yeah. critters coming in and out. He did state So, like, yeah, I think, like, a, like a, a cement slab and over it. Then one of the investigators actually crawled into it. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yes. Well, it was a, it was a group of uh, tour guides that had actually gone from uh, the like exit and they crawled all the way up. Yes. And the only reason that they stopped was because they heard like the scurrying of rats. Yeah. And the person who was in front. And I, I think the they, last they section of it, you have to get on your belly and like actually kind of like army crawl into it yeah so yeah, yeah it, it gets smaller of course as you yeah go out and this is the same shoot that dead bodies were being thrown down yes. yeah. essentially tennessee whiskey was made out of it and all the <laughs> wow that's terrible okay <laughs> but yeah uh this one was was pretty cool i yeah. didn't know anything about this i wasn't too excited about it until i heard mackie and i was like oh country singer i know this guy <laughs> and i was like you know what Country singers are usually straight shooters because you'll get uh, Wailing, Jennings, George Street. They, whenever they do talk about something spooky, they immediately kind of try to get rid of it and not like uh, uh, linger on it, like hang yeah, on it. like it, it will be a slip of a tongue for them, and then they'll be like, "Oh shit, I don't want to talk about this." <laughs> I don't know. I feel I for some reason thought country singers would be totally about like fucking. Like ghost shit and whatnot. Uh, you'd be surprised. They get a lot of ridicule for it. You know, they, <laughs> it's like a guy. You know, you don't want to tell a tall tale of how big the fish you caught when, you know. Oh yeah. Speaking of, Jesse was like, "Did you see that giant frog outside?" And he was like showing me like the it was the palm of his hand. And when I went out there, I'm like, he's the size of a little hand, like a little biscuit maybe. <laughs> We we have like a bullfrog in our oh. garden, and uh, I'm trying to keep him away from uh, Cadence. Cadence? Yeah, our uh, golden orb weaver. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, he wants to eat that thing. Huh? I don't know, man, but like I've caught him at so where our golden orb weaver <laughs> he's is eyeballing him. Yeah, he's he's like between or she's between uh my habanero peppers and my uh. Uh, oh my god, the, the it, it's a plant that that grows purple and green leaves, mm-hmm. right? I'm I'm growing in a smaller pot, so she builds her her web there, and the frog I've caught him just looking, <laughs> just on the ground looking up, and I'm like, dude, leave her alone, man, don't <laughs> fuck with her. I don't know if she's gonna kill you or you're gonna kill her, because I I, I, I want both of them. Essentially, <laughs> gonna have to happen. You're like, I need both of y'all here protecting my garden. Yeah, I do. Oh my god, I got tomato hornworms. I hate them, motherfuckers. So. Yeah, uh, spiders and, and frogs, I welcome them. Snakes, too. <laughs> welcome them all. 
All right, now we're talking about gardening. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Next but, uh, on the Spooky Gardening Podcast. <laughs> All right, Watch guys. that skyrocket. Just spooky gardeners. <laughs> We've been the doing it wrong. Yeah, like goth girls are like, we garden and we spook. <laughs> well, that's that, that's actually, uh, it's called Haunted Cottage Core, and I follow this uh, hashtag. <laughs> okay. So anyways. Essentially um, more goth girls. Okay. Yeah, all right. But yeah. they're into cottage core. That's but okay. anyways, nah, we'll, we'll cater to everything. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, you? <laughs> I said we'll cater. Oh, I didn't even say you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just ready to smack you. <laughs> anyways, God, girls, I, I, I don't discriminate. <laughs> I essentially said we'll cater to everything. Uh huh. I'll, I'll cater to everything. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, listening into uh, our talk about Bobby Mackey's music world. All right. Anything that we'd like to say before we head out? No, uh, but I mean, you know, I, I would like to hear suggestions from the audience. I mean, if y'all have a topic that y'all would like to hear covered as well, or something let us that, know. Yeah, something that you guys know about that we don't, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. Or if you hear something that we're saying and you have a different perspective, just let us know. And oh, we'll start, yeah. We'll start a yeah. chat about it, you know? Yeah. You know? We're always down to interact with you guys about what you guys think or oh, heard yeah. or say. Also, or even at that, like, if you liked something that we did specific in another episode, like, if you liked a topic that we covered and another one and you want us to do a little bit more of the same, let us know. Yeah, and also, I still would like to get some OLLU ghost stories and then also... Um, we all have a mutual friend that I'll mention her name off air, but, uh, she was telling me about a incident that she had happen at a river, uh, river walk restaurant called La Paloma, um, that she says that her and all of her coworkers believe that, uh, that that particular restaurant at least has some type of paranormal activity. And so if you have any, like, incidents on the river walk or working downtown near the river walk because yeah. that was i guess like alamo battleground uh let us know so Send it. i just want to let you know uh-huh. that is not the original side of the alamo i know that but okay like, okay. Yeah, okay i just i just yeah. want to yeah i think yeah. you should throw that out there even for non-texans that yeah. are like listening that is not where the alamo <laughs> I know was okay but okay. i know that surrounding area was okay okay yeah, i just yeah. i just because like I mean, yeah, that that surrounding area was battlegrounds, mm-hmm. but like that's not the immediate oh, Alamo okay. battlegrounds. I know that. And okay, <laughs> I just I just wanted to be sure. <laughs> Is there a basement? We're not telling. Oh my god. <laughs> We're not telling. Come on down and find uh, out. Well, I mean, ask, it's, com- it's common knowledge among Texans, but uh, yeah, you're gonna have yeah, to come, come down, on down here. Ask us. <laughs> hey, let's chat. Paranormal said, "Show me the basement for real, though." Oh my god. <laughs> you uh, might find us down there. <laughs> We'll Any keep who's. the beer cold for you. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho's. All right. So uh, send in your stories to Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, both of them. Let's Chat Paranormal. And uh, just make sure to remember we're going to be at the Black Victoria's Black Swan Inn on September 18th from 6 to 11. Stop by. There's going to be a lot of great vendors and speakers. And uh, just have a great week. All right. Bring your, yeah. your baked goods. Yes. Um, yes. Goth Girl Bake Off. Uh-huh. Woo! 2021. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good weekend. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.